today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Here's the thing, the busier you are, the less time you have to think about what anybody else is doing. And if you're busy about winning souls, doing the work of an evangelist, furthering the kingdom of God, busy about the things of God. You know where Paul writes and says, if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. What he's really saying is, if you're busy in the spirit, you won't have time for the flesh. If you're filled with the spirit, you won't have an appetite for the flesh. The world and its pleasures are tempting, and the work of God can be difficult. You may wonder how on earth you could stay faithful and purposeful for God in this life. Today, Pastor J.D. will encourage you to simply begin the work God is calling you to. Fill yourself up with Him, you'll lose your desire for anything else. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 2 Timothy chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. As a kid, I remember, you know, growing up, my mom, she would, with her thick accent, she would hit this octave. And it was like, and when she hit that note, that key, I knew, I don't know what it was, C sharp, whatever. That's it. I didn't hear anything else. I mean, I, I still had my ears, but I wasn't hearing. You know, all I heard was. I think we do that with the Lord. We don't hear. Oh, we hear, but we don't really hear. You know how it is when you're in a conversation with somebody and your your mind is totally someplace else, but you want to be polite, courteous, and they keep going on and on and on. And so you try to insert the, oh, hmm, is that right, at the proper spot. And, and then you mess up and they catch you and they, no, I asked you a question. And you were like, oh, is that right? Oh, sorry. What were you saying again? <laughs> you weren't listening, were you? No. <laughs> he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You know what this means, right? The Holy Spirit has something to say to the church. The question isn't, is the Holy Spirit speaking? The question is, am I hearing it? No, I have ears, but am I hearing it? I would suggest that Philadelphia had ears to hear what the Spirit said, but Laodicea had itching ears to hear only what they wanted said. Perhaps better said, one had ears to hear what the Spirit says to the church, whereas the other had itching ears to hear what people want to hear at the church. Dare I say that you don't have to look very hard or go very far to find one of these. And again, this is what I mean by I, I take no pleasure in teaching and preaching this passage because it's heartbreaking. It's also very convicting as a pastor. 
And I would be disingenuous at best and even dishonest at worst if I didn't confess that there have been times where I've just said, Lord, no. (laughs) You know, one of the things when you teach expositionally, book by book and chapter by chapter and verse by verse, you don't get to pick what you want to preach on. And so when I know what the passage is on, I'm like, hmm, I think I'll be sick that day. (laughs) Nice try. So I can have Pastor Mac fill in for me, but then I've got the next week. What am I going to do, skip it? Lord, (laughs) if I preach that, they're not coming back. To which the Lord responds, oh really? Is that what you're preaching for? Is that who you're preaching to? Are you, are you saying that you need to preach in such a way that, hey, you don't want to ruffle any feathers, to use that metaphor, because you want them to come back? I mean, what pastor doesn't want to be liked? I don't want you to hate my guts. I want you to like me. <laughs> You like me, right? <laughs> I was sharing, I, I think it was, uh, I don't remember now, it's all a blur, but you know, like, so I'll be up here preaching, teaching, and then somebody will get up and walk out. Now, nobody's going to do that now after I said that, right? <laughs> and here, here's the enemy going, oh, it's what you said. And again, I would be dis- disingenuous at best, dishonest at worst, if I didn't think to myself, oh, they walked out. Maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. Here's the Lord going, oh really? Oh, we're going we're gonna to say it in such a way so that they're okay? Uh, by the way, there are those who are doing that. And because of that, in huge numbers, people are flocking to their churches. And what pastor doesn't want to have people in his church? Again, I'm just being very open with you. I hope that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. But I'm just as any, it's not beneath me certainly, and I'm not above it. I'm certainly capable of it. There are those times where I'm looking at the passage, and I'm thinking to myself, and I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, um, whew, I feel like Jeremiah. You know who Jeremiah was? The weeping prophet. (laughs) I mean, he even told him, I'm going to give you this message, you're going to prophesy, and nobody's going to respond. You're never going to even have one person respond. So, go. (laughs) Here's Jeremiah. No, I don't want to. (laughs) No, you will. And he did. That was to get a kick out of the contrast between Jonah and Jeremiah. And the question is always asked, who would you have come and speak at a conference? (laughs) No, wait, 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 wait. Here's Jeremiah. Not one person got saved. 
in his ministry. Not even one. And here's Jonah. A whole city got saved. Who are you going to have? Come. Oh, by the way, you should probably know that Jonah got really mad at God when the Ninevites <laughs> repented. <laughs> he didn't want, in fact, he didn't even preach any hope. In fact, it was kind of like this. If you go back into the book of Jonah, here's what you're going to find. It's kind of like this. I mean, this is, think, think about it. this is after he's barfed down on the beach out of a big fish, presumably a whale. The stomach acids would have bleached him white. He would have been just no skin tone, no color, his hair, if he had any left. And he's, he says, repent. <laughs> that was it. He didn't say, you know, he basically said, in 40 days, God is going to torch you, and I'm going to go up here, and I'm going to watch. I can't wait. You're going to burn. That was basically his, his message. And then they repented. He's like, <laughs> just to try to put it into context, if you're wondering about this, it would be like the Islamic, well, let's just say the uh, Islamic uh, state of Iraq and Syria, and you go to ISIS and you say to them, God's going to torch you in 40 days and I'm going to get a front row seat for it, and then they repent, you're going to be like, okay good, you laugh, so we're okay. I think you get the point. By the way, uh, the reason they, <laughs> they repented was because they believed in and worshiped a false god that was half man, half fish. Uh, the Philistines had uh, that god, uh, it was called Dagon. And when they captured the ark, they put the Ark of the Covenant in the temple of Dagon. And the next morning when they went in, Dagon had fallen <laughs> on its face and broke in front of the Ark of the Covenant. And they had to, you know, super glue it back together. You know you have a problem when you have to put your God back together. And so Dagon it. And not that that's where the, <laughs> that's not necessarily where the name come, came from, but the reason I mention it is because God will always speak to where a person is at. Think about this. A man comes out of a fish, and you worship a fish man God? That's, I would repent. <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> he didn't have to say anything. I'm re this, this is a man came out of a fish. We worship a godfish, a fish god, a, a fish man. Ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Now, maybe this is the Holy Spirit. Well, let me couch it in terms of this last one in verse 5. This is a biggie, and I don't be surprised by it. Don't stop because of it, but don't lose your sanity in it. That's basically what Paul is saying to Timothy here in verse 5. He says, remain sober-minded. 
and watchful, enduring hardship, doing the work of an evangelist, and delegating duties, which would imply that he was very busy. And I can testify to that. I find it interesting, though, that Paul would say this in this way and in this order, and I'll explain why. In so doing, he's actually explaining how it is that we can keep our sanity and not be derailed by this when, not if this happens. Here's what I'm thinking, and I'll bring it in for a close. Being busy about the things of God and winning souls for the kingdom of God comes proportionately packaged with the needed endurance and the emotional stability. And again, I can testify to this personally in my own life. In fact, it was um, 2019. I was really struggling personally. You know, and I, I had my eyes on what other churches were doing and not doing, perhaps better said. And it was very discouraging. And it doesn't help when I get inundated, as I always do, with comments, posts, emails into the office from people just, I mean, pleading with us to let them know if there's a church in their area that actually teaches Bible prophecy. That's what's so heartbreaking about it, because there isn't. And this at a time when it has never been more important than it is now. Would you agree? I mean, right now, even as I'm up here, I'm keenly aware of the many online who are maybe watching, and they don't know where next month's rent is going to come from, let alone food to put in the fridge, because of everything that's going on. And then you've got a pastor behind a pulpit talking about nothing. It's not preaching a word. Oh, they're preaching about it. There's a reference every here and there to it. Oh, you might even get some who will hold it up at the very beginning, never to open it again. And again, I'm just being very candid with you. I, I really had a struggle, and I had to go to the Lord with it. And it was kind of a Psalm 73 thing for me, where the psalmist had by his own admission, almost stumbled because he's watching the prosperity of the wicked. And here he's cleansed his hands, what, in vain? And he's having such a crisis of faith that he won't even talk to anybody because he's afraid that he'll stumble them, because they'll pick up on it. 
that he's having a, a struggle here. I mean, look, what, what am I doing this for? These guys are having a little 15-ish minute, heavy on the ish, sermonette for the literally thousands of Christianettes that will go to their church. And listen, I'm not talking about now necessarily, but there was a day I remember in the old building, you know, wood pews, nobody in them. And when I would preach, it would echo, bounce off the wooden pews. Okay, let's pray, pray, pray. <laughs> and meanwhile, you got this other church. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at them going, really, Lord? Maybe I need to do that. Don't even think about it. Preach the Word. Yeah, but it's not, we're, we're living in a day where you got to keep it short, keep it quick, you know, the attention span, everything's got to be in sound bites, the worship's got to be hip and cool, to, to, just to keep people. You know, and you got to wear skinny jeans and have a latte, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I promise you, I made a commitment to you, I will never do that to you. I, you will not be able to unsee that, so... <laughs> But I got messed up. It messed me up. And here's the Apostle Paul to Timothy saying, keep your head. I'm going to lose it here, Lord. No, no. Keep your head. Keep your head. And oh, by the way, get busy about the things of God. You won't have time. What's that to you anyway? Yeah, but Lord, it's not fair. Who said anything about fair? You know, when our boys were young, we came up with a song that we, you know, taught them. It was one of those teachable moments. It went like this. The world, it doesn't revolve around you, and life, it isn't fair. Everybody now, the world. <laughs> and they got it. They still bring it up, traumatized by it, scarred for life. But that's true, right? Oh, the world revolves around you, and oh, life's supposed to be fair. Now we live in a fallen world. You keep your eyes on me, and you get back to work. Because by the way, slaves can't quit. Oh, there were so many times. So hard. But here's the thing, the busier you are, the less time you have to think about what anybody else is doing. And if you're busy about winning souls, doing the work of an evangelist, furthering the kingdom of God, busy about the things of God. You know where Paul writes and says, if you walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh? What he's really saying is, if you're busy in the Spirit, you won't have time for the flesh. If you're filled with the Spirit, you won't have an appetite for the flesh. The best illustration, of course, is a food illustration. Those are always the best, but it'd be kind of like being invited over for dinner, and on the way I stopped by Taco Bell. 
and I get two 12-packs of the tacos, you know, maybe one of them's a, you know, variety pack, and I down those things, and then I show up at your house. You've got this wonderful meal that you prepared. How hungry am I? I'm so full of junk food. I have no appetite for the meal in the Spirit that you prepared. I've already filled up with my flesh. It works both ways. If you're full of the Spirit, there's no appetite for the flesh. You're busy in the Spirit, there's no time for the flesh. You're busy about winning souls for the kingdom. You're busy about the things of God and the kingdom. That's where the endurance comes. And this in light of the soon return of Jesus in the rapture. That's again the why behind all of this. It's really the fuel filling the tank of one's motivation. In light of, in view of His appearing and His kingdom. In light of, in view of the Lord who will judge the living and the dead. Stop comparing yourself. Stop looking at them. Get your eyes off of them. Put your eyes on me. Stay on message. Preach the word. Do the work of an evangelist. I know you're busy. Delegate the busyness. You're so busy about the things of God. You need to delegate. That's what he's saying to Timothy. Let me close this way. That uh, John Mark, as we mentioned, the aforementioned John Mark in your life, in light of this, patiently, never give up on them. Don't stop because of them. Don't lose it with them. Keep your head. Don't lose it. That's for me right there alone. And don't be taken back by it. Let it be that which strengthens your resolve, refills the tank of your motivation to press on to the prize of the high calling. And here's why, lastly, because the Lord's coming. Not much longer. And when you have this to look forward to, it makes whatever you're going through easier to get through. Not much longer. You just hang on. You hang on. I know you have little strength. I know you're barely hanging on, but I'm coming. You haven't kept my word. I will keep you. I mean, you've kept my word. I will keep you from the hour of tribulation that is coming upon the whole earth. You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn from 2 Timothy with Pastor J.D., approach each piece of wisdom prayerfully and ask God to show you how you can apply what you learn to your own life. He can and does teach you through His Word, so keep reading. As we continue to learn from the book of 2 Timothy together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know how we can be doing that for you? Just fill out the contact form that you'll find under the About tab at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com or come find us on social media. 
There's a link to our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube pages on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're not part of a local church that you can call home, we encourage you to find and begin regularly attending one in your area. And if you're in or near the Kaneohe area, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions, to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website, in spiritandtruthradio.com. While you're there, you can also find more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates and the ABCs of salvation. This is a simple guide to sharing the good news of salvation in Jesus. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us for this in-depth, verse-by-verse study of 2 Timothy on In Spirit and Truth.